Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good morning and happy Friday, everyone. It is October 28 already. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife. Uh, from 25 years ago, we, we founded the Elijah List, which is now also Elijah Streams. And uh, we're just having a ball. We are 25 years into bringing you the voice of the prophets. And now we have, uh, as of this year, we have prophets and patriots, that section. We will be doing a prophets and patriots section today. So uh, you're going to really not want to miss this with Derek Johnson. We'll bring him on in just a few moments. Uh, first, let's run uh, to our, our premiere of American Warriors that are is produced by my brother and I. Uh, we'll just run the clip and show you what's on tap for today. So here we go. We realized that the F-14 had a problem with its gun camera. When it's tracking through 4Gs on a target, the gun camera would cut off. Grumman was trying to deal with what's causing it. And so I roll to the right and I pull 4Gs and immediately the airplane just departs flight and it is tumbling through the air. I'm thrown around up into the canopy all over the place. You know, I'm doing 450, 500 miles an hour. I'm screaming through the air and I'm diving. Passing through 10,000 feet out of control, the mandate is you punch out. Approaching 10,000, I decided I wasn't going to punch out. Immediately, I, it was like a voice spoke to me and says, do absolutely the opposite of everything you're doing. Yeah, that's a great episode. I watched the whole thing and uh, it's pretty amazing because he begins to describe, uh, I think he went at seven or eight attempts to land on the carrier. Uh, and uh, then he'll tell you what happened after that. So pretty fascinating episode. So we're loving American Warriors. We've done about 40 episodes of those. So here are the places you go uh, to Rumble. You put American Warriors 22 or just American Warriors in the search. And on YouTube, we put American Warriors 22 as well, or just American Warriors. Do not miss today's episode. Uh, and that brings us to a really good place uh, in the program because today we have a military uh, vet, which we're going to bring on right now. So without further ado, let's do Prophets and Patriots with Derek Johnson. Here we go. Well, Derek Johnson, welcome to the program. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I was just telling the telling you off the air, you know, about two months ago, I was trying to remember the exact time I was driving from Bend while well, I was riding because my wife was driving. I was driving from Bend, Oregon over the pass. And I, I stumbled onto your program, the one that kind of sort of puts you on the map. You're sitting in your car and you were um, you were ranting, if I can say that. Uh, and I thought, who is this guy? I'm really transfixed with what he's saying. And I sped you up to almost double speed so I could get it, hear the whole story before we went over the past. So uh, from that point to this, you've been on the map. So first of all, I want to Derek, I want to thank you for your service. You know, you can tell by the fact that we do American Warriors. There you are in, uh, you'll have to t tell the people what your, you know, what you did, what your rank was, whatever you did in the military. Bring us up to speed on that. Yeah, I was just, uh, so I was a 14 Sierra Air and Missile Defense uh, crew member. Uh, we identify enemy and friendly aircraft, but also missing uh, missile capabilities of, of aircrafts. Um, and so uh, I was just I was just a specialist uh, 
I had dropped dropped my warrant officer packet getting ready, but there's a lot of stuff that was going on in 2012, 13, 14 that um, I'm still don't really talk about a whole lot because I yeah. don't want to talk about myself. Uh, but you know, it's just uh, it's of course my main thing uh, was you know I don't I don't think that any true warrior thinks they're a hero or anything of that nature because uh, it's supposed to be about the next guy and gal next to you. That's what service is all about. But it's also for the people. Um, and so, like, I, I had no idea when I was uh, making that video, it was going to go viral like it did. I think <laughs> I was pre- I think I was prepared as far as, you know, the stuff that I know. Um, but I, I had no idea that was going to happen. And uh, but anyway, I've made sure with all my brothers and sisters that, uh, you know, that I'm honoring them as wow. I walk through this journey. Um, and uh, so I try to ha- make highlight to most of the people I serve with um, and all those who passed before me. Uh, wow. My my grandpa and my great grandpa, my dad, my uncle, uh, wow. uh, my nephew are all uh, veterans, and I've got a lot of great uncles, and so it's just we're lineage. I'm a son of the Revolution and a son of the Confederacy, and so it's just uh, I make sure to to pay tribute to those guys first, guys and girls, and uh, wow. I ever talk about myself. But uh, well, you, when when you came on, we were talking about uh, before the show. You said I'm not claiming to give intelligence i'm not an intelligence guy what what you come across to me as a guy that is not only observant but you're studied um i don't know how you did in school but you sounded like you would have been an a plus 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 because you've got the facts and figures what brought you into learning and observing and uh, at a degree that's so much higher than anyone that i've met where you understand what's going on behind the scenes regarding Trump and Biden and and all that. What 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 clicked in that you became so observant in all that? I've always had a fascination with history. Period. It's just like even in the South where I grew up, um, uh, we we call them dirt roads in the South. And in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road, you can find a graveyard uh, uh, with Confederate graves in it, or um, or even older. I found a grave in the, the middle of nowhere, Alabama, way out on the off the beaten path. Uh, Wow. 1757 that's pretty old for alabama um and uh then war of 1812 uh grave out there and uh so i've always been fascinated with things like that so i've always loved history and dates and just uh learning learning our history um and uh understand understanding why you and i are sitting right here today um so i've always been fascinated with that and i've also thought it's been a a lost uh a lost thing in our schools uh, as i grew up um, they didn't teach this uh, they didn't teach our history. And um, as we know, any any country or anything that ever loses its identity um, is headed for trouble um, because yeah. the people just don't. A lot of the people just don't uh, appreciate what we have and, and understand why we have it. Um, so and then there's the, the funny sides of things. I've just always been someone who's, uh, you know, like if someone tells me it isn't and I know it is, uh, <laughs> You know, I always try to prove it. There was a girl in high school. I've told this story. I don't think she cares. I don't say her name or anything. But she told me that Vince Gill was not background vocalist on a Faith Hill album. And I knew absolutely he was. I was a connoisseur <laughs> of country music. And I knew who was on the albums, that the musicians and the songwriters. I knew the stuff that the average fan didn't uh, listen to or pay attention to. And, and so she embarrassed me in, in the sixth, sixth grade period. Uh, or excuse me, sixth period of, of uh, I think it was 10th or 11th grade. I can't remember what year it was. But and so I, uh, yeah, I went home that that day, got that album cover and came back the next day in the same class period with the same people watching. <laughs> slammed it down on her desk and I said, read it. 
uh, what's that say? Background vocalist. And she tried to act like that it was months ago, like it wasn't yesterday <laughs> and that it didn't matter. And I'm like, it does matter. It matters to me. Read it. We'll show that photo of you. You're a singer songwriter as well as a Patriot. So show that uh, um, billboard hit artist song, singer songwriter. Awesome. Derek Johnson. I, by the way, I have heard your music because I, I clicked into it, and that, it's it's been a few weeks, but you were really good. So you're not just some uh, Johnny Come Lately. You're you know you're the real deal. Your music's good. So you know when we're done, we'll have to have you tell people how to find your stuff. So well, you started talking about executive orders and the and what amounts to a fake inauguration. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pre-tell what you're gonna tell. I'm just gonna turn this over to you. And and have you just tell the people what you what you told me on that famous video without knowing me? So just go for it. Well, the I think the the biggest thing is it gets frustrating when you look at people in society without being so condescending or or uh, rude towards uh, the average everyday American, um, because it's three hundred thirty five million of us population. Um, but at the same time, it's it's always like trying to explain that, look, we have we have a society, right? We have it. Well, we have a nation or right? it has a foundation. And then why are you here and why do we have what we have? And we've reached the we've reached a level of international trade. We know that these highways out here don't get built on their own. We know the streetlights don't turn on on their own. Uh, we know that certain buildings don't take care of themselves. Um, so it's like, how did we get here and who pays for this? Uh, so I always start out with people. It's like, do you pay taxes? And they're like, yes. I say, OK, well, shouldn't you want to know where the taxes are going, whose hands they're being uh, exchanged through? Um, and if there's any being uh, extracted for other and wrong reasons. Um, so it's like, you know, we have to have accountability, honesty and responsibility um, in our systems. And I do believe we have to have systems, but we have to have those uh, th those uh, what I call values in place for that. So, yeah. you know, here we are, you and I both know and, and our we you and I have an age gap and, and I'm not picking on ages here. But look, yeah. at, look at what you've experienced in your lifetime and look at what I've experienced in my uh, short, almost 40 years is that look at look at where we are in society and things mm. have spiraled so much. And every facet of life had reached a, what I call a festering point to where we have it's, it's everything's out of control. No one knows what goes where. We have a tax for a tax for a tax. We have a law for a law for a law. And it's what I call pinball freedom. We're not free at all. Um, and so I tell people we have to go back to our origin. And we have not taught our origin in schools for years. So no wonder the stuff that I'm saying is foreign because people don't know about it. But it's all in law books. And you don't have to be an attorney or a lawyer to interpret the law. You just have to use your brain. As Einstein said, you don't need a school education. You just need to use your brain. Um, so that's that was, where, by the way, that was interesting because you said that several times when I've watched you on different broadcasting, you said you don't need an attorney to interpret the law. And I thought, really? I thought we kind of did. But what, but listening to you, I realized what you're saying is like, it's right there anyway. Well, it's the same with attorneys. They always have bookcases behind them. Yeah. You think they know every single thing in those books. No, they don't. They have to study them just like you and I do, but we created a system for that. They created a system called the bar, but no one ever broke down. What does the bar mean? British accreditation registry. 
Uh, when was the bar established? The same 1870s period when America became a corporation, a federal corporation by law. Um, so it goes back to what did Ma uh, Marbury versus Madison say, 1803. Uh, Madison made the case that, hey, any statute that bears the appearance or looks like a law, if it does not back the Constitution, it's null and void. It's repugnant to the Constitution. Um, so we really haven't. That was 16 years after the Constitution. So wow. think where we are all these years removed. That was just 16 years after the Constitution. So I always tell people, I always start out with, before I get into law and order, I always start out with that America is a piece of paper that's an idea that's on a piece of paper that's sitting in the Smithsonian. If we don't have that piece of paper, then we have nothing. But we still, that piece of paper doesn't dictate our lives. That's where we, the people, come in. We, the people, make America happen every day. It's an ideology that we have to make every single day. Okay. It's not something you can get complacent with. You can't get lazy with it. You can't go, oh, well, that's Congress's job. No, Congress works for us. It's the other way around. So when people apply that 435 members of Congress have controlled 335 million people versus the polar opposite way it's supposed to be, 335 million controlling 435 members, then when people apply that, they'll realize how uh, asinine this is in one way, but it's also the flip side that it did happen right in front of everybody because I've heard multiple people say all the time, well, that's, that's out of my pay grade. Congress, that's what they get paid to do. No, it's not. We have to hold them accountable. Wow. Um, and then if you just go to Google, on average, 68 to 75 percent of, of our population cannot name the three branches of government. Just name them. Don't tell me what they do. Don't tell me who writes, passes, interprets. Just name the three branches. When we have 75 percent of 335 million people who can't Gee. name the three branches, of government, no wonder they look at me like I'm crazy when I talk about the regulations of the military, um, the Constitution, the U.S. codes. Um, so and then executive orders. Um, so. You know, that that's where we have to get back to is, is kind of that saying, you know, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all, because some of us actually do know what's going on via law, via orders. And you don't have to be uh, necessarily an expert in some kind of field to to understand it. You just have to be able to read it um, and then two, step outside of your comfort zones. I mean, I'm a southern boy raised in the Bible Belt. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things and I'm like, wow. This was not what uh, I grew up knowing. It's not what I was taught, uh, but here it is right here. Um, so, you know, it does, it, it is supposed to make you step out of your comfort zone and it is supposed to wake you up and go, holy crap, the world isn't what I think it is. Um, and that's what the military does. The military shows you the world as it is, not what you that's think good. it should be that's and good. what you think you want it to be. Um, it shows you what it is and then you work towards, um, you know, making it a better place. Uh, but basically, uh, my rant was, you know, just saying, you know, first off, first and foremost, I always I always pull this over and um, I don't parade him around. But, you know, we have people we wear memorial bracelets for a reason. That's what these are. And um, we wear these in honor and in memory and keeping their legacy going. And he's just one of, that I know of quite a few. Um, but still, we we have a foundation. Our military was first. So I always tell the military foundation about the army. We're the first branch, June 14th, 1775. And then 16 days later, the first 69 articles of the Constitution came on June 30th, 1775. So wow. that's military law. That's 12 years before the uh, Constitution came about. Um, and it's a year, right about a year before. Um, well, actually, it was a year before 
um, the uh, Declaration of Independence. Um, then you had the Navy, October 13th, 1775, the Marines, November 10th, 1775. Wow. Then you had the very first flag, which was called the Grand Union flag, was used with the Continental Army. Um, it was 13 stripes, and then it had the British, the little, the little square in the corner, had the British square in it. So our founders, I, I call them trolls for a reason, in a good way. They were showing that, that there was really the old British versus the new British. Uh, that's what I call them. Um, and uh, so I try to break that down to people. That wasn't their official terms, but I say, look, look at it this way. They weren't Americans yet. They didn't have America yet. They didn't have what we call America today yet. So um, and then you fast forward to the Declaration of Independence. No one ever thinks of it like this. I brought this idea out um, on a, quite a few podcasts, but I'm like, look, they declared independence seven years before the war ended. Wow. So, you know, no one ever thinks about that. Yeah, no, we didn't even know that. I think we I think we somehow thought they declared it in a more peaceful environment or when it was about over or something. So they had to fight for what they wrote down. They, and that's the other thing is here they were, they fought a whole almost three months before that was a few. They actually said that, you know, the first shot fire Lexington Concord, but they actually had been fighting verbally a year before that and a couple of years before that. But uh, as far as the actual war kicking off, it was three months before uh, three or four months before um, the declaration, but still, um, you know, it's like you have the declaration and you, you read it and you're like, holy crap, seven years before the war ended, they were they were hell bent and determined we're going to win this. It just happened to have been seven years. It could have been longer, as mm -hmm. we know. Um, so um, and then you fast forward June 14th, 1777, uh, two years on the Army's birthday was the actual 13 stars and 13 uh, stripes flag was sworn into Congress as the official flag. Uh, no coincidence on the Army's birthday. And then 51 days later, it flew at one of the bloodiest battles of the Revolutionary War. So I tell people all the time, it didn't represent the people first. It represented the military first. Oh, because the very first place it flew was on a battlefield at a fort in New York. Um, so and then it happened to have been one of the bloodiest battles of the Revolutionary War. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where people have to understand our foundation and uh, and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, America's not that old. It's really a disgrace that we're so young of a country and we're already experiencing what we're experiencing mm -hmm. because so many people got complacent and spoiled and, and lost our foundation. Because a lot of people try to look at, you know, it's like you look at us, they were wearing nice clothes and a hat and a shirt and a tie. And we have these nice, uh, luxurious uh, houses we're in and rooms we're in. And they can't picture men out on a battlefield squaring off with each other. They think that that was like seven, 800 years ago. It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. Um, even like the, the battle little bighorn was not that long ago that native Americans were surrounding our, uh, military, our cavalry and firing arrows in the sky. It wasn't that long ago that, that vehicles were invented. Um, so it's like, you know, people, people today are, it's like, they're afraid to look at history and it's nothing to be afraid of because that's how we learn from it. Uh, but getting back to our military, um, then the Constitution came 12 years after the military. So what that was, what they were telling people, um, military law is separate than federal law. The military can act with or without Congress. It can act with or without the president, depending on how the president's acting. Um, so who are we, the people? Wait, now, Derek, back up. Say that one more time, what you just said. that was I've never heard that thought. 
before. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Well, it goes back to Marbury versus Madison. It, it depends on uh, who's backing the, the Constitution. So if you got a president that's going against the Constitution um, and the generals, uh, it, it, it goes back to people. Uh, people run the nation. People run what we want as a society. So, you know, everything else is still a man-made system. Um, so it depends on who and what strength and numbers you have and what the ideologies are of those people. So, you know, people try so either either you put in every stock into our system and the federal system and all oh, we do what the president says, no matter what. And we do what Congress says, no matter what. Or you realize that we the people, if we have strength and numbers and we don't like what the president's saying, we don't like what Congress is doing. What's the declaration say? It specifically says that any what? Found any government that go, goes against its foundation, we can alter or abolish it. Um, well, I'm pretty sure the last time I checked, the words alter means change and the words abolish <laughs> means we can destroy it. Wow. Um, so, you know, that that is what our founders wrote. So either do you align with our founders or do you align with, oh, well, I'm going to do what the president says, no matter if he drives me in the ground and, and kills me and my family. Um, so, you know, or Congress or whomever it is. Um, and I'm not just talking about any president right now in particular. I'm just talking about the presidential seat itself. Um, so you got to go back to our foundation. You have to go back and understand what our founders meant by that. Yeah. Our founders made military law separate than federal law. Uh, the military law, the UCMJ, is over military. The federal law is over civilians. Uh, that's why the president is president over federal law and commander in chief over military law. Uh, you've heard people say all the time, that's my commander in chief. No, he's not. He's my commander in chief. He's not your commander in chief. If you weren't military, he's not your commander in chief until his role is put into place as President Trump is right now. President Trump is commander in chief Trump. He's not President Trump. He's commander in chief Trump. Okay, now, Garrett, I'm just going to say that again. You just said President Trump is the commander in chief. And, and a lot of people uh, listening to this would say, no, 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 Biden's commander in chief. No, Biden ain't Biden ain't even president. You got to go look at Article Two of the Constitution, and then you have to understand military. That's why I got on my high horse. Most of the civilians, ninety-nine percent of America are civilians. Less than one percent, as we currently speak, less than one percent. Decimal point ninety-seven percent of our population serve in all the armed force branches, and. That 99 percentile or also 75 percent of that 99 percentile can't even name the three branches of government, much less tell me what military law says. So military law and also our Constitution, Article two of the Constitution defines the presidential role. Then you have to go read Title 10 and Title 32, which are your active duty and also National Guard. All right. So the same way that FDR, those of you who don't know, FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt, the same way Franklin D. Roosevelt served four terms, 13 years as president. He was acting commander in chief, though. But 13 years is the same thing that President Trump is under our Constitution. He extended his power when he what we call federalized the National Guard to active duty. He extended his power because he had to activate the National Guard. That you saw that visually when you saw 35,000 troops roll into D.C. That was not for a inauguration. It was January 17th, long before it. The only person who can federalize the National Guard to act to duty is the president. Who was the president January 17th, 2021? 
President oh, Trump. Interesting. President Trump didn't activate the National Guard for no dang freaking inauguration. It was for another reason that nobody was paying attention to. He issued three national emergencies, three national emergencies, one via Executive Order 13848, September the 12th, 2018. He wrote a national emergency inside an executive order, and then he issued two more verbally in 2020. And if you go read Executive Order 13912, and then you read Title 10 U.S. Code, Chapter 1209, they parallel each other in executive order and a U.S. Code where President Trump said specifically that I am calling into service one million National Guard really? to our active duty. One he did million that, National Guard. Derek, he did that a million, he called a million into active duty what year? That was in Executive Orders 13912, which, which was 2020. And also, uh, so, so it's a U.S. Code. Uh, it's, it's Title 10, U.S. Code, Chapter 1209. Oh. Um, which is not very common for a president to do in a, in a code. And he put it in a code. It's just, it reads about the same way as the executive order 13912 does. And the other key words in that is it says 365 consecutive days, no more than 365 consecutive days. It don't say 365 days and they're done. It says consecutive days, which shows that he can what? He can shuffle in out units as needed. So that shows his extension of power. Um, also, Executive Order 13919, where he actually gave also a joint uh, a joint uh, with um, uh, the uh, Secretary of Defense, uh, Christopher Miller. He gave him the authority to act if needed as well, which he did on January wow. the 6th. He called 6,200 troops into uh, activation. OK, so there was a there's there's a lot this ain't just president trump or commander in chief trump there's a lot of generals world generals about 800 generals backing him um and then you got the secretary of defense and you have other defenses across the world who are uh, operating and you can go back and look at this via president trump being crowned the king of saudi arabia he declared jerusalem capital of israel um he walked in front of the queen um he walked into North Korea. Yeah, anyone um, uh, on that? Let me just interrupt just for a minute. When you say he walked in front of the queen, he went to the queen and you normally are very, very demure and careful and you walk beside her behind. He walked out in front of her almost blatantly in her face. Is that what you're referring to? That's correct. And that was not some error by President Trump as uh, the left tried to depict. Um, and this is not a left or a right thing. This is not a, a Republican yeah. or Democrat thing. This is a good versus evil across the world. This is a massive clean out. This is a world operation, a covert operation. It had to be a controlled operation because there's so much filth that it built up across the world between drug trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking, child trafficking, the dumbs that got real deep and dirty, uh, money laundering in Ukraine, also uh, China and all these different countries, the Chinese communist military. Um, so you have to separate that. So many people don't know how to separate the good Ukrainian people, the good Chinese people. Um, this has nothing to do with the good people of, of these countries. There's a lot of regimes that you did not realize existed out there. And our mm -hmm. military is cleaning that up. Not just our military, world military. This is a world operation. And, you, and you're saying, uh, Derek, you're saying he started these operations several years before the election was stolen am i am i hearing you correctly that he, well, he set some things into motion before the election was even stolen 
Well, the thing about the election, you have to, yeah, 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 absolutely. You have to go back to and understand, look, look at Lou Dobbs. He was with CNN in 2008, got fired from CNN in 2008, long before the world thought about President Trump being president. Um, you had Lou Dobbs being fired from CNN for saying on air that Dominion Systems will have implications on future elections. He was fired wow. immediately. All right. He went to Fox News after that, as we know, and then he went to Fox Business. Um, but still, you know, so these Dominion Systems has been cheating. And you have to go back and look at all the optics that President Trump laid out in 2016 in his uh, elections verbally in the campaign when he was saying specifically he even said that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are getting screwed by their own party because they pick who they want. They don't they don't have true elections based on what the people want. The Democratic Party plugs who they want in to do what their dirty jobs. OK. And then some of these people were actually good people. Uh, some of the not all were bad people. But when they got in, they didn't realize the forces that were behind them mm. that tell them what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And if you don't, here's the. Uh, what's going to happen to you or your family. Um, so, you know, people, the average person out there, they'll watch mafia movies. They'll watch Ozark and Yellowstone. They'll watch all these mafia movies, but they don't want to believe it's happening on a grand scale of things. Uh, that's what it makes people like me get, get, you know, uh, on our high horse, as we say, because people are so spoiled and naive to believe a TV show, but don't believe it happens in real life. Wow. It does. Um, and so you have to, yeah, but you have to go back to origins. I always say go back to origins. You can't wake up right now on October 28, 2022, and all of a sudden pick up without going back and understanding where this started. So like you said, yes, President Trump put in these orders and in acts and also in codes long before the election of 2020, which is what the executive order wow. reads. If you read in, it's a long order. You go read in the bottom. It says from this date forward all elections this covers all elections moving forward so it would have been the 2018 midterms and the 2020 uh, presidential election but the reason why it was more emphasized on the 2020 election was the fact that it had a 45 45 date in there that this election fraud committee was to report to um so when you go do the the, the math on it that would have been right before january the 6th that committee would have reported to president trump he would have had the evidence of that which is why you would see the that's why everything aligns when you see, oh, wow, Christopher Miller did this with uh, National Guard on January 6th. And then January 17th, you saw the other 35,000 troops rolling to D.C. It was not for what people thought. They put a fence up around the Capitol building, which is 47 United States Code 606, where the president has the authority to shut down TV broadcasts, Internet and the government use of facilities. So that's why you saw a fence go around it. It had nothing to do with inauguration. Really? With it. It's all, it's called in 47 U.S. Code 606 is titled War Powers of the President. It's what its official title is of that code. Um, so that's what everybody. If, if it wasn't okay, if it wasn't for the inauguration, then what was the fence for? I'm not quite clear. Well, it's, it's showing a, a captured. Uh, moment. It's like a captured society. So like you have D.C., which is well, yeah. you got to go back to the uh, Organic Act of 1871. You got to go back to Stoutenberg versus Hennick, uh, which is a law case where the the uh, District of Columbia became a foreign territory. It specifically okay. says it's not a city nor a state. That's in our law books. Uh, it's also in 28 U.S. Code 3002. You scroll down to the bottom of it. Definition. We are a federal corporation. 
Um, so when you look, you go back and read 28 U.S. Code 3002, go back, read Stoutenberg versus Hennick, um, you'll see in the or Organic Act of 1871, um, we became a federal corporation. So that's that's the, the definitive part of that. So you have yeah. to understand that we're a federal corporation. Then you go look on just your GPS, Google Maps. You can see a little gray line around D.C. That is a border. That is the definitive border of the federal corporation of the District of Columbia. So it's not a city. It's not a state. So what you're seeing with the gold French flag, I always bring up the gold French flag. That is an admiralty flag, admiralty court, admiral, navy, navy equals water. What is the law of water? Maritime law, which is also in executive order 13848. President Trump said we will prohibit any foreign exchanges from coming into our United States jurisdictions. What is a jurisdiction? That is the maritime law border around the United States of America, which is why the ships were stuck out at sea they could not enter the ports um so you have to you have to look oh, up really oh really so up. the reason this okay you say that another way for us simple folks like me the ships were stuck out at sea for what reason then so we have maritime borders if you just pull up your google google maps you can see a, a gray faint line around we see a faint line within there's two gray lines there's a, a faint one which is a state maritime border um, and there'll be a little, a little line that goes in when the state has its border. And then outside of that, there's a darker gray line, which is a United States maritime border. So that is the actual jurisdiction by law. That's a legal okay. term, it's jurisdiction, um, not border. Um, so I use that for, for simple terms, but that is the jurisdiction, which you read in Executive Order 13848. So you, you, have, to, you have to understand first and foremost that that origin of the District of Columbia, which is a foreign territory. And then you have to fact, then you can fast forward and understand what's going on via uh, legalities. Um, so it, and also executive order, it's, it's, it's a bunch, of, it's a bunch of multitasking. You need yeah. to take executive order 13959, which President Trump signed November the 12th, 2020. That didn't activate until January the 11th, 2021, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Very specific wow. in the order, uh, January 11th, uh, 2021, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, this goes into effect. It says any person using U.S. stocks or funds that are financially supporting the Communist Party or the Chinese Communist military, your assets will be frozen. Wow. Um, and then immediately after that, you saw Jeff Bezos step down from Amazon. Wow. You saw Warren Buffett leave the Bill Gates Foundation. You saw Bill Gates and his wife announce divorce. And there's been over 1,600 CEOs since that day have stepped down from their companies. Uh, there's been Fortune 500 companies going up, belly up. You have Mark Zuckerberg, who has lost $100 billion in uh, assets uh, since that date. He has dumped $25 million in stocks every single day. I have the link that, that goes to the exchange to show that. Um, but, you know, so most people are not, you know, you, you got to know the origin and then you had to know what's important and, and, and uh you're saying that one of the reasons they're, they're all stepping down or declaring bankruptcy is that their assets have been being seized are they in the process of being seized or or what what are you well, saying they were, they were frozen and then frozen. They, would, they would have been um you know they would have been uh, investigated to see if they were uh, funded okay. in chinese communist military whether they knew they were or not um, okay. You know, so it goes back to, did you know um, if you were funding the Chinese Communist military? If you didn't, if you just thought this was some kind of cool investment and that investment was actually 
funding the Chinese Communist military, but you thought it was just a cool investment that you can make money on. You didn't realize it. Then they'd have to go through a, a military court process. So, um, you know, like people were like, well, how can you prove the military tribunals have already happened? I'm like, I can't, but I just have a, a sense to know how deep this is that the military tribunals would have already started around 2017 and what the American people are going to see are coming in mid-2023 because all tribunals have to have a 40-second delay in the trials for classified, any kind of classified information. They had to block it out, um, so they have to go in there. They'll have a trial, and then they'll go back through, and they'll block out anything that's classified that uh, just not anybody can hear. Are you, are you saying, because you say you can't prove it, but are you, are you thinking that these tribunals are happening in Gitmo, or are they happening other places that we're just not told? Yeah, they would they would happen in Gitmo and other places not told because okay. we're we're at a level of so much corruption across the board. Plus, this is not just a United States thing. So uh, there's other tribunals in other countries that'll take place, uh, but they're they're joint operations because this is a world operation, and that's why you witness President Trump making all the peace deals he made. They weren't just normal peace deals that a president makes. You don't just get crowned king of Saudi Arabia for nothing. Um, you don't just declare Jerusalem capital of Israel for nothing. Uh, you don't just step in front of the queen for nothing. You uh -huh. also don't stand in front of the G6, uh, as you saw President Trump standing oh, in yeah. front of everybody. You yeah. don't just do that for nothing. Um, and there is, uh, there is video of Trump doing what's called the sword dance in Saudi Arabia, which apparently is symbolic of he's the he's the guy. He's the head guy. Did you see that? Am, yes, I, am I interpreting that right? That's correct. He did a, uh, which is once again the highest honor um, in their in their history. Um, he was crowned the king of Saudi Arabia, um, and uh, so you know it's it's kind of hard for people to comprehend. I get it, but uh, you have to look at Cyrus the way Cyrus, God used Cyrus. A lot of people, all oh, Trump's a bad guy. He he did this to women and that and other. But Cyrus was not the epitome of any man two thousand years ago, and God used him. So this is yeah. a biblical thing first. Whether people believe in the Bible or not, I leave that up to them. But uh, this is biblical. Um, this is a lot bigger than just a than a, just a little operation going on. This is a world operation. It's historical and monumental, but it's biblical um, because you, to get this many people on board, um, men and women all over the world working on one mission, um, it's it's biblical. That's crazy. Um, and that's let me, what let me I, I want to mention one other thing. You passed by it really quickly uh, a number of minutes ago where you said such and such and such and uh, and then you said dumb bases and then you kept going. People don't even know or believe that there is a thing called D-U-M-B, which is deep underground military bases, that they exist. Um, can what, what do you know about that? Is that what you were referring to when you said dumb bases? Yeah, I mean, but... You know, the, the thing is, if, if 75 percent of that, you know, this is where I get condescending backwards, which is why I re use reverse psychology. If they can't even name the three branches of government, then I'm like, there's no need to me talking to you about military because you can't even name the three branches of your own government you pay taxes to, which, by the way, income tax. So the IRS has never passed through Congress. No one's even known that you pay taxes to something that's never even passed uh, congressional floors. So, you know, there's an illegal operation right there. Yeah, it's a private, it's, it's like oh. a private, the IRS is a private company, a private corporation, right? And I, don't, and I don't bring that up to divert the topic. I bring that up to, to go back around that if people don't even know their own three branches of government, yeah. then there's no way they can comprehend any kind of military intel 
or any kind of military operation on this level. But yes, there are plenty of dumbs all over the world that they call them deep underground military bases, or if you just want to call them tunnels for sake of yeah. uh, simplicity. Uh, but yes, I mean, when you when you think, you, you know, what I also bring up and I'll come back to it, but I always paint this picture. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. November the 11th is coming up, Veterans Day. Yeah. Most people want to get on their Facebooks and their social medias and thank military veterans for our service. But when we tell you military law, military orders, military regulations, the Constitution and codes, oh, they either don't want to hear it or they don't want to believe it or that's wow. just out of my realm. Okay, well, but to either just like the saying is either keep your mouth shut and, and don't say anything or if you want to know, you're going to have to listen to some some stuff that's, you know, gets you out of your comfort hard zone. Hard to hear, yeah. Just for the people, I did tell uh, Derek, I want you to don't don't hold back. Let us have it. Let us have it. So if he if he says some things that are hard to hear, I gave him permission to. So well, so you then you, so you go look once again. I mean, military.com um, and uh, other credible sites on our military. That's the stuff that us military personnel read. I get a a, a magazine every month from Air Defense uh, magazine, and I mean it's. I mean we're talking about engineering. We're talking about robots. We're talking about where the the wars are going now. Uh, technology. Uh, our, our air missile defense systems. I mean, it's stuff that even sometimes I have trouble reading because I'm not really an engineer in mind, uh, but it's, uh, you know, I'd spam my mind by reading it. Uh, but still, like, there's so much stuff that the average American cannot comprehend or could comprehend if they had expand uh, that happens every day in our military, our advanced right. systems, our, uh, our technologies, our uh, intelligence that's growing. Um, but yeah, so you go uh, military.com. So don't be getting on thanking our service if you're not going to listen to things like oh, this. We read military.com. We that's read good. Army News. We read Military News. Um, there's a lot of great um, um, organizations out there that put out military news. But military.com said this June 24, 2018, that uh, the Army is spending half a billion dollars training soldiers because our next wars will be in mega cities, not inside them, but beneath them. Um, so wow. that tells you right there alone. And they even showed diagrams of how we clean out what we call sweep a building. Well, it shows you a diagram of how we would sweep a tunnel um, and how our, our men are, are positioned. Um, it, they even show that. In really? The article. really? Uh, sure do. Which I thought was surprising, too, for the fact that they're showing you this was 2018, 2018, uh, showing you diagrams of us and how we will be positioned. Um, so. You know, there's that. And then you have uh, another thing I'm jumping, uh, but I'm kind of paralleling some oh, things yeah. with the military. But um, so the two words that have never been out of Joe Biden's mouth, I say Joe Biden in quotes because he's not real. He's an actor. This is a covert operation. President Trump extended his powers in January via Article 2 of the Constitution, Title 10, Title 32, and a lot of other codes I can quote, the 47 U.S. Code 606. Those extended his power as president via Article 2. But if you look at uh, Joe Biden, if you want me to prove even more so, there's two words he's never mentioned out of his mouth. Space Force. President Trump ended the Air Force program as a as the Air Force alone. He created the independent Space, for, uh, space program, but he, it's a department of the Air Force now 
the same way as the Marines are Department of the Navy, but it still stands alone as an Air Force space program. Joe Biden's never mentioned the word Space Force out of his mouth. And just this August on SpaceForce.mil, which is military, and also the DOD, Department of Defense, articles, and also military.com and all the others I mentioned, put out an article. The Army and all military transfer all communications to the Space Force wow. on the command. So wow. who's the commander? Well, if Biden's never mentioned it, it danger would be the people who say, well, Obama's pulling the strings behind him. No, Obama ain't doing anything. This is a covert operation. You have to go back to the origin. When you saw those troops move into D.C. on January 17th, the only person who can federalize the troops the national or active duty, the National Guard, is the president. Who was the president on January 17th, 2021? It's that simple. Don't overthink it. It is that simple. President Trump. And then on January 20th, President Trump stepped down as president and he stepped up as commander in chief because they're two separate roles, two separate duties, two separate laws. Yeah, that's so, really important that you say that because people say, no, 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 they're one and the same. One is equal to the other. You're saying, no, no, no. Someone's mm -hmm. playing president and playing is probably the right word. And someone is the commander in chief of the military. Then you have to go add on a little bit more to this. Go open up the 1,200 page law war manual that most people like i tell people get to page five or six and then let me know come back to me because i know you ain't gonna read past that no. um, but no. we are we are in pages 754 to 838 that is where we are in this operation it's called a military occupancy um so i'll save you the the reading all we gotta do is go it's less than 100 pages go read pages 754 to 838 and it shows you where we are in this operation um, so, you know, there's so many people don't even know there's a military tribunal handbook. It's 772 pages. Wow. You're not going to read it, people. Um, Derek, so, is is yeah. that uh, there's a term called belligerent. I can't think of that. There's two words to it, but they're, it's like a belligerent occupying force. But are you familiar with that at all? Um, I've done some reading on it, but I and I, I, I was told it was from this military uh book but a, a belligerent force was those that were inside the country pretending to be friendlies i don't know maybe you haven't heard of that oh so. well no i mean you know the the thing is is that if you know i recently called someone out uh that supposedly was some powerful dude in this this quote-unquote movement i don't call it a movement it's operation um and uh, i didn't know really who all he was but i yeah. called him out on it he claims he's commander-in-chief and all this other crap and anyway so i'm like okay if i don't know what i know and and i see national guard out of the sky as we speak on this on this flight app i'm looking at right now if i don't know what i know then we're headed to a civil war all right and i don't think people want to see a civil war right, right? so if, if the military is not operating on the good side of humanity then we would be headed for a civil war, which is going to lead to more chaos and pandemonium mm. and bloodshed and killing because we have so many people who have been divided and they've been conquered via the, the, these parties and these affiliations and religion and, and this and that. We're in that pinball, um, you know, conquer mode where chaos and division equals power acquisition. So either believe that the military are out of their out of their states for a reason because national guard the only way they can be out of their state and out of this country is to be federalized by the president i've never heard that till you until i started listening to you if if there's a 
uh, um, um, what do you call them? The reserves or what, what's the term for it, for them? Well, you have national guard and you have, national, and you have reserve components. Okay. The national guard, you can't be out of your own state unless you have been federalized and you could only be federal federalized by the commander in chief. And there's only one commander in chief. So does well, that then, follow? That's correct. It is. Okay. It's, it's in the time. You got to not say you, but people who say that's. I've had a few National Guard members come on my page and say, oh, we have drop zones in other states and we can go to other states. I'm like, no, my friends, that's a high speed trying to be a high speed who ain't following where the orders came from. Where did the orders come from? The only way you can be out of your state is to be federalized by the president. It's real simple. We have a chain of command for a reason. President, generals, then it falls down to colonels. I mean, it's it's real simple. We have a chain of command for a reason. If if the governors had control of the military and if the House had control of the military, we'd have been already jacked up by now because we've had too many power trippers in history and traitors who would have been able to what? Command the military. So our military did what? Who was our first president? A general? Uh, didn't they send a message there? Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a chain of command for a reason. Okay. Yeah. And I've had people say, well, can the governors uh, activate the National Guard? There's a silent already OK for when there's a state emergency. So such as uh, the Hurricane Katrina, which was yeah. a bad hurricane. Then the Louisiana needed Alabama, Mississippi and a few other states around. That governor would have had to go on to the general or the commander of the National Guard of that state. And that commander had to go to another commander of the states that were needed. Those commanders are under whom? The president. But that's one of those things when it's a natural disaster, they already have a checkoff on that because in a natural disaster situation, especially if it's a tornado ripping through here or a hurricane ripping through there, then they want those National Guard to act a lot quicker. And it, it's it's something that we've experienced yeah, in our yeah. history before yeah. versus a war versus missiles dropping or a Pearl Harbor where you have to find out who the enemy is. And, and do a little, or if you automatically know, but still, there's a whole different situation. So governors had control of their National Guard for state emergencies only. only. President Trump issued three national emergencies that Congress did not address. They didn't address them. Congress failed to do their job. So the President Trump had to do something that's never been done before in history. He federalized all 50 states at wow. one time, and he had to extend his power as president in a different way than FDR did. FDR was a visual. Pearl Harbor was a visual thing that happened for people. May the 6th, 2020, President Trump specifically said we have experienced an attack on our country equivalent to Pearl Harbor, but it's not visual. OK, so now you're, Derek, you're saying May the 6th was long before the election. You're right. saying he did that. He federalized them before the election ever happened. Is that am I hearing that right? Well, I'm telling you that he was giving you the proclamation there of uh, what happened. And he was trying to he was trying to wake people up because Congress was not doing their job by. Excuse me. I got hair right here. By law, by our federal law, a national emergency must be addressed by Congress. Okay. It was not addressed by Congress. OK, so when he when he activated i call it activated when he yeah. federalized the national guard to active duty it's still active is activation uh but yeah. when he federalized the national guard to active duty that extended his power as president because he's the one who he commanded the troops the one who gave the orders is the one who has to rescind them and then 
let's add one more title. Title 50, Chapter 34 is National Emergencies. When you go read the National Emergencies, guess who is the only person who can terminate a national emergency? The president. Who, who issued three national emergencies that Congress did not address? The president, Trump. Okay, so he's the only one who can terminate these national emergencies. And Derek, when did he initiate those national emergencies? In what what was the date? Were they all on the same date? Or uh, so, so September the first was. I mean, excuse me, September the twelfth, uh, twenty eighteen was the first one. Wow, way in, before. In an order, in an in an executive order, he wrote it. I declare a national emergency in an order and on piece of paper. That was well, before. That was before COVID. Absolutely. Wow. So that, so that shows you, once again, they knew already about election fraud because executive order, that's why I say election, the, ele the election fraud committee. That's why I say the executive order 13848 is the most powerful piece of paper in history since the Declaration of Independence because of this. He put in a national emergency in the first part of it, and he put an election fraud committee in there in 2018, which shows <laughs> they already had the evidence. They already knew what was happening. They knew that. This was a covert operation. That's why he kept saying, we have it all. We've seen it all. We've caught them all. He kept and saying that's why that. He said, that's why he said the crimes and evidence of will be displayed to the public in full accordance to the law. So this was a covert operation that started in 2016 when he roasted Hillary at the Al Smith charity dinner in October. Um, this would have happened. This was an operation. Everything you witnessed via the media and the Congress has all been planned. It's an opera. It's a military occupancy. Gee. Well, talk about, there's two things I want to make sure we have time to cover. One is the, the, the scene of Biden in front of the whole red wall and the, the Marines standing there. I want you to cover that in, in whichever order you want to. And I want you to cover the, uh, the fake uh, inauguration that you call a funeral. So uh, in whatever order you want to do that, I'd love to hear about that. Well, it's cool that you brought the uh, the uh, the troops up um, in the speech to September 1st because it ties into Executive Order 13848, which is so brilliant. That's what I'm saying. It's the most monumental piece of paper since the Declaration of Independence because of this. So I'm going to tie it into the speech okay. on September the 1st. Okay. So on September the 1st, uh, Biden had a speech. It had a it's, That's a castle behind him. It's supposed to replicate a castle. All right. That's a castle. Because you see in you see in fairy tales and cartoons, they have castles that are lit up, um, yeah. the red and black. The red and black is devil. That's that's satanic. They use those colors on purpose. That that means satanic. Um, there's a gold fringe flag there, which is the admiralty. Uh, means captured. Um, and then these marines here. Um, if you go look at um, naval regulations under, uh, and then marines are up under naval regulations. If you look up their handbook. I always have to look up the code. I was not a uh, Navy or Marine guy, so I always have to look up their number. Uh, but if you go look it up, you go look under that's that what they call a summer dress. Um, it specifically shows a picture of that uniform and up under it, it says only for staff NCOs. So SNCOs, which means staff NCOs, which is a staff sergeant and above. Um, it specifically also says under that, not for NCOs or lower enlisted. If you zoom in on these three, these two soldiers here, that the guy looking at the screen on the left is a sergeant, and the guy looking at the screen on the right is a corporal. That is an NCO and a lower enlisted, which is a fraud or violation of 
their own what, military. What, Derek, what does that mean? Does that mean he's clueless when he put this together? Or what does that mean when now that we see that? No, Biden is that guy right there is an actor. He's not even real. Okay. Um, every bit of this is to wake everybody up from the get go. So it depends on if you're awake or not yet. Um, okay. There's still so many people that are not awake. So they're they're trying to wake people up by little things. That That's the little part of this was the the uniforms, even though I'll take it serious, because when we serve in uniform, you die yeah. in uniform. It's not a laughing joke. That's not a joke at all. Uh, but it's, it's still to wake people up because so many people are still sleepy. They're still thinking that people like me are conspiracy theorists and all these other stupid comments that people make when I'm like, that is a violation of uniform. So that that no, Biden ain't doing this. This is the military doing this. They're trying to wait. They've tried to okay. wake people up from the get go. This is a military occupation. Oh, OK. This Once is the military end, doing that. This is a military occupation. There are people behind the scenes doing that. So the other thing about that speech was Biden did this. He balled his fist up like that. Yeah. All right. He did that and he was saying, oh, MAGA people are this, MAGA people are that. Well, if you go back to September the 1st, 1939, Hitler had the same pose. Oh, wow. Same thing. I'm trying to get in the screen here. Same pose. So these are optics, what they call optics. They're the weight people up on history. Uh, Biden replicated Hitler. Um, the other thing about that speech um, was this. If you, you know, I'm not someone who uses the Q drops every time. I just only use them when I can prove them and when they actually come to fruition, as I call it. Uh, but on August 29th, so follow this timeline real close, people. So August 29th, there was a Q drop. It had President Trump standing behind two Marines, standing behind two Marines like this. He, you could see them kind of like this. I'm not good with this screen thing yet. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the words, only the words that said were castle clean. That was August 29th. That speech there was September the 1st. On September the 7th, Biden extended Executive Order 13848 for two years. That second year in a row, he's extended this monumental order that President Trump signed that has the National Emergency in it, and it has the Election Fraud Committee in it. All right. Then on September the 8th, the Queen died. The Queen died. She's been dead, but we won't get into that. For the average person out there, September the 8th, the Queen died. All right. So let's look at this timeline. Now, let's back up and look at what I call the aerial view of it. And here's what you're looking at. OK, so in chess, you were looking at a king and two knights. That's why President Trump was behind the two knights and Biden. They put him in front of the two knights. OK, or however you want to flip it. If you're on a chessboard, it'd be polar opposite. Biden would yeah. be trapped in a corner by two knights. Well, the queen in chess protects the king. That's right. a known fact. The queen protects the king. The queen died on the 8th. The day before, Biden extended President Trump's order for uh, the second year in a row. Now, let's go back and look at that order. This is why this is important. That's why that order, I think, is the most monumental, I'll say it again, in history since the Declaration of Independence. He wrote that September the 12th, 2018 is when it was signed into law. Okay. He issued a national emergency. Long before anybody knew about COVID, which is what the national emergencies were about, the two verbal national emergencies were during COVID, March 13th and March 27th, 2020. So the first one, though, is the most important one because it was before everything. Yeah. It was after the first election, which Hillary cheated and didn't dump enough votes. That's what people don't understand is Hillary didn't dump enough votes. OK, that's why they already knew they've been knowing the military's been knowing who's been cheating. They didn't have strength in numbers, though, to 
to have a what they call an operation to flip until they said it's go time with President Trump. They've been planning this for years. So I'm, I'm jumping around. So I'm, real quick, on the campaign trail, President Trump said something that was a conspiracy theory for, for well over 60 years. He told Jeb Bush in a stage full of Republicans, there was a reason why they had so many Republicans running for president against President Trump. The military did this on purpose. They had all these Republicans on stage and Jeb Bush asked President Trump a question, then candidate uh, Trump asked him, who's going to vote for you? Who's going to back you? And who's going to support you? And he said, well, that's a loaded question. If the moderator give me time, I'll answer that. The American people are going to vote for me because they're tired of politicians like you. Every single one of you get on this stage and you tell the people what they want to hear, but you don't back it up. I'm a businessman. I'm not a politician. And who's going to back me and who's going to support me? I have over 200 generals backing me right now. Oh, yeah, that I remember that. They call the conspiracy theory for years because 200 generals said never again would they let happen to this country what happened under JFK if they had a chance to be in unison and overtake this country from the standpoint of what the Declaration of Independence says. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. So he has not only 200, but he has over 800 world generals backing him. All right. Well, that was an optic for all the people right there. If you knew or had heard that, which most people haven't, except for a few of us. Well, we don't need 335 million people to overtake this country from the standpoint of our system. All we need are the people who care about the system who will implement that. And that's wow. what happens anyway, because less than 1% serving the military. It's always been a tiny minority who supports the majority, kind of like a border collie does with yeah. a flock of sheep. Okay, yeah. so it's the same thing. So you had to go back to that origin. Then fast forward, fast forward back up to this executive order 13848, which President Trump put in a national emergency and election fall committee. They already knew. They already knew they were cheating. They already knew what was going on. Crazy. All he knows. So it's a trap. Executive order 13848 is a trap. It's either you either address the national emergency or you're going to have to tell the people that you rid the elections for the last however many years. So when you look at this speech and you look at the bigger picture, he extended that order two years in a row on September the 7th before its deadline of September the 11th. The queen died on the 8th. So when you look at the aerial view, Biden, the, the chess move of the king and the two knights, Madness Carlson, who is the most skilled chess player that we know in history, cannot checkmate with a king and two knights. The definition specifically says that you cannot checkmate with a king and two knights because the king has been driven into a corner. The queen is removed. The two knights are standing there. And it says this, that doesn't result in a win. He is driven to a corner. He's stalemate. If you look up the definition of stalemate by Webster's terms, it says no more legal options. President Trump, okay. President Trump didn't care about winning from the standpoint of beating my chest. When he says I'm for the people, I'm giving the power back to the people. He's for the people. He wasn't about winning. He wasn't about winning. The best result is not a win. The king is stalemate. So guess what? Executive Order 1384 is. It's a trap. So if the king is stalemate, that means the king has to do what? He has to throw up a white flag. And he has to either address the national emergency and tell that, OK, this is why President Trump issued a national emergency, three of them, 
or he has to address the election fraud and tell the American people and the world that wow. we cheated on all these. So elections. it wasn't a draw. It was a stalemate and a stalemate uh, forces him into copying. He just said, this is what's so, going on. So instead of like me saying, me going to someone and saying, guess what Steve did? No, they're making Steve hang himself in public okay. on his own. Now the military's in the background saying, this is what's going to happen. They drove this that way. And, and that's why the people weren't going to hear what I said. The, or let me say this. President Trump and the military weren't going to come out and tell the people what's going on. Because as he said on the same night, the same campaign trail, the same night, though, he said, never again will we voice to the public what we're doing with our military. Because if you find out, guess who else finds out? So what I'm saying is OK to say because it's not secret information. Every law and code are open to the public. These military aircraft are flying openly. They're not flying blackout. And if they were flying blackout, you wouldn't see them anyway. They're flying openly on these flight apps. So I, what I'm saying is not secret information. They want me to say this stuff because it wakes the people up. But yeah. when it comes to law, what that what that move shows is that he stalemate. He has to, that in order to get rid of all this, they have to. So why would he extend an order? Why would he extend an order that's going to damn or hang his campaign? That's what people don't understand. He's extending an order that President Trump did for election fraud and also national emergencies that will prove once again that COVID was a biochemical uh, warfare attack okay, and also the election fraud. On him extending that order, the, the part that I hear people asking, including myself, is did he do this voluntarily or is this an optic that he had to do that? Who, Biden it, well, it, Biden's not real, so you yeah, have to yeah. Let's, by the way, you know what, Derek? Let's go ahead and show that photo, um, side by side photo. The one on the left is the Biden. I remember. I know people of you who uh, who who recognize faces can tell that the one on the left is the Biden we grew up with and we saw. The one on the right. Look at his chin. Look at his chin compared to the one on the left. Look the at one his, on the right is not ear. the Biden I grew up with. What else? Look at his right ear. One's a detached earlobe. One's an attached earlobe. Look at his uh, look at his indentions around his nose and his smile. Look at his teeth, his bite. You can't change that via uh, surgery. Your his top teeth are showing the the real Biden. Yeah. Um, the blue eyes versus dark eyes. Now you can change that via contacts and things like that. Look at his yeah. look at his hair. Um, look at his like the the texture of his hair. Mm -hmm. um, he already had gray hair. So, yeah. uh, you know, it'd be different if he's black headed and you're comparing to a gray headed man. Um, yeah. But uh, you, you just look at every little feature, yeah. look at the indentions between his eyes right here. Yeah. Uh, right above the nose, uh, the thickness yeah. of his nose. When I uh, saw him, I was not sure that I believed it all until I saw him side by side. And they are two different human beings. Now, other people will say, ah, they look the same to me. Well, that's OK. At least look at his chin. And like you said, the ear. Ancestry, ancestry DNA and uh, 23andMe and all these companies out there, even though they're, uh, you know, they're companies and they have a formula, but they'll tell you straight up, you got either attached earlobes or detached earlobes. I have never heard of anybody uh, going in, regular people, when they're doing Botox and up, you know, facelifts and all that, saying, hey, I don't like my ears, change my ears. I've never heard of that. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Well, You're right. Well, back, yeah, I wanted people to see that so we're not just blowing smoke on that. So, well, going back real quick too to that Executive Order 13848, which ties that in, when it says the best is only stalemate, that is the definition on the, the chest uh, 
sites, but the best is only stalemate. What does President Trump say? The best is actually a, a chess term. I just bested you. I didn't beat you. I just bested you. Oh, good. You have to, you, have to uh, you either have to say, I give up or I'm done. No more moves. Uh, depending on how you want to say it, but the best is only still made. What does President Trump say? The best is yet to come. So that shows you that this is an operation. The best is a best. I just best you. It's a chess term. It's not a just a slogan that President Trump says. Wow. The best is only still made. So Biden is still made. They're using an actor, though, because once again, this is all an operation. There are military tribunals coming that New yeah. York Times are New York Times reported that. That's not Derek Johnson reporting that. New York Times put that out there last year in December 2021 that the military tribunals are coming mid-2023. So we're well past mid-2023. Yeah, wow. That's coming. And, I mean, I suppose some of these tribunals could be happening in some of those those tunnels or whatever. It doesn't have to be in Gitmo. So Mm -hmm. um, um, let's do this to, to make sure we have time to do it. Let's talk about the inauguration because that's where you hooked me the first time i heard you were talking about the difference in a real inauguration if, if you're ready can you go there oh, yeah for sure yeah. yeah for sure so you know the first thing i always talk about once again is the military uniform and why it's sacred to us that's why we can't wear it in bars we're not supposed to wear it out we're not supposed to wear it for cele- uh like parades and uh, things of that nature the, the uniform is sacred because the ultimate sacrifice in the uniform is to, to be killed in it to take the ultimate fall um, for uh, freedom and uh, humanity. So I want to state that first before I go into this, because the military is very particular on every little thing like uh, cell phones. Uh, when you're in your uniform and you get a phone call in uniform, you're supposed to stop. You have a pivot foot that you can pivot on. Whichever foot you use is the only one you can use. And you have to stop and pivot on that foot. OK, you can't put your hands in your pocket in uniform um, and walk. OK, you can't even put your hands in your pocket to keep them warm. Uh, That's how particular the military is. So I want to put an emphasis on how particular military is on just regulations, but also ceremonies before I get into this. So that you have to understand that the military is a different way of life. I've heard many people say, well, I never make it in it. You're correct. Uh, (laughs) uh, Be one of those. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you don't the military doesn't adapt to you. You adapt to it. And so, so let's go to oh, on January 20th, 2021, just this past January, where everybody thought they saw an inauguration was the very polar opposite. Um, so I always start with President Trump. He was at Joint Base Andrews. Um, he had both Air Force Ones with him, both of them. Uh, the tail fins are 28,000, 29,000. Um, really? Which would, be, which would be their call signs when they're in the air. Um, he had both Air Force Ones with him. That has also been documented on many multiple sites. So you can look at the pictures. Um, and then um, he walks off Marine One on a red carpet rollout, which means high honor royalty. Um, and then on the fourth ruffle, I've always had to uh, emphasize this, what a ruffle means. A ruffle is on the fourth ruffle, not the third, not the second, not the first. On the fourth ruffle, the 21 gun salute is supposed to start on the fourth ruffle. Um, it did. Uh, the official presidential salute battery is the name of the uh, guard that that does the ceremony for all presidents that were with President Trump at Joint Base Andrews. The official presidential salute battery, they're known as a third infantry ID, known as the old guard. They were with President Trump, all regulation uniforms. 
plain and simple. It's that plain and simple. President Trump received a full grade military regulation and constitutional by law inauguration ceremony. So let's flip over back to the other side of town is what people thought they saw. First off, that's why we showed those pictures earlier in the. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there you go. So there you go. That is a pixelated picture. That is a fake Capitol building. It's too perfect for one, the picture, the, the lighting and all is too perfect. But it's also a built Capitol. It's a built replica. They also built replicas of the James S. Brady press room. Nothing has happened in D.C. D.C. is a ghost town. I was there a wow. week and a half ago. It is a ghost town. Wow. So the, the first thing there, if you go back and look at uh, the both Bushes, Clinton, Obama, and President Trump's first, the American flag there is only the American flag. There's no POW flag up under their inauguration services. The POW flag is for, specifically for Biden because he is a prisoner of his own country. Oh, wow. It's not, you're saying the POW flag is not supposed to fly at an inauguration. No, and he's a prisoner of his own military occupancy, which is what's going on in Law War Manual, like I said, pages 754 to 838. Then the flags down below that are state flags. Therefore, uh, whatever state you're from, that is the correct flag. But it's just that I'm, I pulled those in and zoomed that in to show that it's it's too pretty. It's too perfect of a flag. Yeah. And then you can slightly see at the bottom there the brown lamp post. But when you go back, the brand, so the lamp, and then up under that, the column, if you go look at, once again, the Bushes, the Clintons, uh, Clinton, uh, Obama, and President Trump's first, where the column is, you'll see uh, what it looks, the same uh, copper that's used for the Statue of Liberty. You'll see that on those posts. And then also the lamps will be that color. The lamps here for Biden are brown, and there's no copper anything on those columns. Um, so that's the first thing to look at. Then... Um, you would have to look at when he swore in. He swore in at 11.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is a violation of the 20th Amendment of the Constitution, which specifically says the president's term is to end at noon and the successor shall then begin. That's why words are important. Shall then begin, has to begin after noon. All right, so Biden swore in at 11.47 a.m. Eastern Center Time, which you can watch on the C-SPAN's version of the inauguration, which is nine hours and 25 minutes. Ever since I came out in my rant, a lot of them have deleted theirs for some crazy reason or put them down, made them private, uh, because the, the inaugurations aren't as many as I saw when I watched all of them. Uh, the other thing is that I always start out with, that we, we went different routes since we had pictures, but the uniform, every single uniform, that you see around Biden on the certain, I'm going to use two different portions of what they viewed on the inauguration. So every single picture, you can look at CBS. Uh, they have their inauguration pictures up. There's a soldier. He's wearing a multi-cam uniform with an <laughs> ACU Kevlar vest with a brown patch bay with black gloves, with American flag on the gloves. He's wearing a gator net, what we call a gator net, some mask looking thing. Uh, I saw negative 30 degrees in the army and I never got to wear my gator net. Uh, he's supposedly in D.C. and he's wearing um, a gator net. I don't think so. Uh, the black gloves, the American flag, the only American flag that's on the uh, army uniform is on the shoulder. Um, and then you have uh, the the so the multi-cam uniform, ACU Kevlar vest and the brown patch bay, all violations right there. You would be in unison. It would be a multi-cam everything uh, because that's the uniform they're wearing right now. If you also look on the same CBS site for the inauguration day, they show a Marine, a, gun, a master gunnery sergeant 
He's wearing BDUs, which are called battle dress uniforms. The last time the Marines wore BDUs was 2005. Wow. Uh, so there's a lot of violations, stolen valor, the uniform, uh, as we call it. And um, then what you have. Go ahead. I was so, going to ask. Well, don't don't forget the gun salute because. The... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm getting to that. So I, yeah. I always start out with what you see. Yeah. First. Yeah. Go for it. Um, and then when you uh, they flip the camera around. So they showed this motorcade um, of Biden. Um, in this motorcade, those unif- those soldiers were actual National Guard uniforms, not a single soldier. It ain't like you got a bunch of like maybe three or four dumb privates standing around who are brand new to the military who forgot their orders and their bearing and their their regulations. But there's every single soldier turned their backs to the uh, to the motorcade or the flag um, or in the ones that were facing it didn't salute. The motorcade. There's two things that we will always do in the military, which is under Title 10 of the Oath of Enlistment. I will obey the orders of the president and the officers appointed over me. You always salute a president and an officer, and you also always salute the flag. Um, so that's a you know, that would have been a massive violation if but if you didn't know what I knew it, but if you knew what I knew and know what I know, then you know that this is an operation and um what we're about to witness going down to the grave of the unknown soldier. So the grave of the unknown soldier is very sacred to us because it honors soldiers who did not get a proper burial because of their names. Uh, I had a relative that they almost didn't find in Vietnam. He was he went missing in action first and it took him a while to find his remains. Um, and then it was changed from MIA to KIA um, and he had a proper burial. Uh, but still, um, you know, the, the unknown soldier is very sacred. Even when you visit there, you're not to utter a word or the soldier will break his bearing and come over and please tell you to be quiet and, and honor the soldier's grave. And then he'll go back to his bearing. Um, it's very sickening that we've had people do that on purpose just to see that uh, first off. Um, so then you go to this day, this inauguration. Uh, the other thing, the PC cap, we call it a PC cap in the military. It's a patrol cap. Um, the, anytime you leave a cover, what they call a cover, what you would call a roof, um, you, anytime you leave a cover or a roof, your PC cap is on at all times. When you enter a building, when you enter a cover, you can take, you're supposed to take your PC cap off. All right. If you look beside the grave of the unknown soldier, you look at the guy, you look at the wreath. Biden never touched the wreath first off. It looked that way, but he never touched it as they pushed it backwards. There's a soldier standing right beside the wreath in shot view on the C-SPAN. He's not wearing a patrol cap and all the others are. There's a lot of uh, optics there for people to see. Then you go over. This is the one thing that tells it all right here. It's called a three-piece artillery suit. It's called a three-piece volley, a three-volley salute, V-O-L-L-E-Y, like volleyball, three-piece volley. Um, it's called two for fire and one for misfire. Um, and that right there was a, a reason why I was celebrating that day when I saw that. Um, it's if you go Google that, it says not to be confused with a 21 gun salute. So you did hear 21 guns. Um, the original inauguration I listened to had 13 guns, uh, which is what I originally reported on my um, my first rant, because there were certain videos. There was NBC, CBS, C-SPAN, and they all had their versions. Uh, the one I watched and listened did have 13 guns because they muted the sound and they didn't want people to hear certain things. Uh, but still, um, when the C-SPAN, when I watched it, did it had the full 21 guns. But it says not to be confused with a 21 gun salute. I'm not an air. Def- so I'm not artillery by trade, but my MOS was called air defense artillery. 
I was in the artillery school at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So I'm not an artillery guy by trade because they call those 13 Bravos. They are actually artillery guys, but I know enough about artillery to know what I was looking at that day. Three-piece artillery is a funeral service. That's what you witnessed with Joe Biden was a full-grade military uh, regulation funeral service. Garth Brooks Brooks also performed Amazing Grace at the Capitol building, which has never been done before. So everybody witnessed a full-grade military service, and that's all military regulations. The three-piece artillery suit, uh, that's what it's for. Um, so, so the fact that they had three pieces was was by definition a funeral setup. You must, am I hearing that right? Wow! And, and at the time when you watched that, at the time you're saying that you you found yourself encouraged because you could tell that this wasn't the real deal, the real president. That's correct. Because uh, you know, if if you take your job seriously in the military, it's no different than anything else. Uh, I'm trying to think of something in comparison that would have. Uh, pieces or uh, something that you would see, but uh, that could c- even compare to that. But um, when you take your job serious uh, and you know that, okay, a three-piece artillery—that's a—that's a military funeral service. Yeah. Um, it's not for anything else. They don't—they don't—they don't just slip up and mess up on that. Yeah. Um, that's not something the military does. Because, like I said, you go down all the way to the very little thing, and I'm like, well, it's because you weren't in the military, but you can't walk and. You can't walk with your hands in your pockets in the military. It doesn't matter how cold your hands are. Something that's that crazy. little, it may sound finicky to some people. That's a military. Military, yeah. uh, that's why we train. That's why we, I've heard people say, I couldn't handle someone getting in my face cussing at me. They do that for a reason. If you can handle and train in the utmost chaos, then yeah. you can work in any environment. That's why they create the, the confusion. That's why they create the chaos. That's why they're yelling, screaming, and cussing. It's because if you can work in that, you can work in anything. That's good. Um, That's good. There's a lot of things that people never think of. So Derek, to wrap it up, let's come back to the commander in chief. So as we sit here talking, um, I don't want to over or understate it. Are you saying that not only is President Trump the commander in chief of the military, he's never stopped being it since he was sworn in in 2016? Well, that's correct. Um, and that's all by law. It's not by opinion. That's all Article two of the Constitution, which defines his role as president, which his main roles are borders and securities, national security threats. He issued three national emergencies that Congress uh, scoffed off and uh, didn't do their job, even though it was it was planned this way. The military did it a military occupancy, which is um, in the law of war manual, um, pages 754 to 838. But still. Uh, those three national emergencies that did not uh, get addressed um, made him have to, when he said on May the 6th, 2020, we've experienced an attack on our country, the equivalency of Pearl Harbor. It was just not as visual as Pearl Harbor. Then he had to um, activate or what we call federalize the National Guard to act to duty. All 50 states at one time, never done before in history, uh, mm. which is under Title 10 and Title 32 of our Constitution, 10 U.S. Code. Chapter 1209 and Executive Order 13912 is where it specifically shows he called one million National Guard into active duty. Um, And then the 47 U.S. Code 606, which is titled War Powers of the President, which gives him power to shut down TV and Internet and the government use of facilities, which is why the fence run around the Capitol building. If he can shut down TV and Internet, guess what else he can do? He can control the narrative. So um, he would have had to sign what they call a PED. 
a presidential emergency action document on November the 3rd, 2020, in order to move forward with what was going to take place. A PEED is also in uh, federal terms a continuation of government. There would have had to been a continuation because if we didn't have a controlled operation, there would have been pandemonium already. If people uh, couldn't pay for their things, you know, like go to work every day because of gas prices, inflation prices, look at the cost of eggs and milk, $5 a dozen right now, average um, $8 a gallon of milk. Um, we had to have a continuation of government, uh, but it had to be a controlled operation because this stuff is is a lot more in depth than, you know, when people say, well, if the military knows everything, why don't they step in right now? Because that's a, that one, that's a selfish way of looking at it. And yeah. two, if the military stepped in right now and it, it first off, there was still a lot of things that needed cleaned out that the people didn't know about that they had to go. They had the permission to go on it. Um, they're still in operations, which are why these aircraft are out of their states and out of this country. They're still cleaning out a lot of things because they just had the, you know, in January 2021, they had yeah. the go time. Um, so a lot of people look at it from a selfish standpoint and it's all about themselves and and their livelihoods. And they're not looking at the greater good of humanity and all the things that have happened. So uh, the military couldn't just expose it all in one day. It had to be a controlled operation. For well, him. and since he's commander in chief, um, again, I'm hopefully I'm not over overstating or understating this. They couldn't step in because since he's still actively the commander in chief, he would have to tell them to step in and he hasn't told them to do that. Well, Is that? Well, that's correct. They're, they're, you know, to a level, you know, first off, he has to, uh, it, one, he, he stepped down on, so let's go back to the 20th. He stepped down as president. He stepped up as commander in chief on that day, visually to the people. Yeah. Uh, even though they had been knowing what was going on, they already had the election fraud evidence. They already knew that COVID was a biochemical attack because Congress had been flaunting the whole 2019 year that we have a nuclear option for Trump if we have to use it. That was the nuclear option. Um, so, you know, they already knew this. Executive orders by Obama approve what's going on in Ukraine. Um, he, there's three orders alone in 2014 on Ukraine protecting their financial interests. They didn't have a presidential election in 2014 in Ukraine. Biden made seven trips in seven months uh, in Ukraine in 2014. So there's so much stuff that people would have never dreamt was going on that they uh, these these phone calls that they try to impeach Trump over. First off, you can't impeach a president over a phone call, Nixon will be exonerated because that was the most idiotic crap you've ever seen in your life in history long before I was born. But I understand it because a presidential's role under Article 2 of the Constitution is specifically borders and security, national security. Wow. When Congress didn't address the three national emergencies, that was a breach of national security. Um, and so what President Trump is ultimately doing um, he's taken every single when he says this right here, he said these things, be careful what you wish for. Being president is a mighty powerful thing. What he's doing is taking every single order from Obama all the way back to even Jimmy Carter, a national emergency. Uh, there's an actual it's an executive order one, two, one, four, eight uh, that Jimmy Carter signed. He's taken every single order and every single act and every single law. And he's turning it back on the enemy and he's making okay. them hang themselves in public. Like he said, the crimes and the evidence will be displayed to the public in full accordance to the law. President Trump stepped back. He's commander in chief, but he's also let Christopher Miller, his secretary of defense, and he's let all these generals operate jointly with him. Not him as a dictator, but all these jointly wow. operate. 
world operation, not just U.S. generals, world generals. And there's some females involved, too, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, this is not some hoity-toity uh, man thing or whatever people want to call it, war games. This is a massive operation, and they're turning all these orders back on evil and using their own orders back on them and forcing them to show their cards and their crimes to the people. So it was going to be a controlled operation because they weren't. there's so much crap out there, the child trafficking, drug trafficking, human trafficking, yeah. sex trafficking. There's so much stuff that was happening that you couldn't dump all this at once because yeah. it would be what traumatized the people. Um, so it has to be a controlled operation and, and dropped every so often. But then as these midterms approach um, and then you have the mid military tribunals in mid 2023, the, a lot of this stuff will be exposed. So I told people, be careful what you read and watch because they're going to show this. They're going to have to because yep. of what happened. That's so good. Derek, man, I hope you'll come back. This was amazing, amazing, amazing. Tell people, I think we have a, at least one, if not two websites to post for you. Uh, Emily's got that ready. Tell anyone uh, anything you want to about these websites or your music, anything while we have you here. Yeah, so I'm, I'm keep my music on DerekJohnsonCountry.com. And, um, you know, of course, I have a, a Facebook, Derek Johnson Country, for, for my music page. Um, and my Instagram, same thing, Derek Johnson Country. And then I've tried to keep it somewhat separate, uh, but I have my I have a new website that we just launched called The or The. T-H-E, the1776nation.com, uh, you, where you can find also the documents.info. Uh, um, uh, but, you know, so I've tried to keep the music somewhat separate. Uh, sure. But it's, it's still kind of cool. I mean, at the same yeah. time, I'm still. Uh, well, I've seen you on uh, uh, Telegram. I see your 1776 uh, rattle. What do you call it? Is oh, that yeah, so my rumble and my telegrams are rattletrap1776. Um, yeah. If I'd have thought, if I'd have thought, you know, that this video was going to go viral, I might not have gone under Derek Johnson, but I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah. Still all well, over, still I mean, uh, yeah, you're kind of your name's kind of out there, but you know, you, you, uh, I'll, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget that first day because you let a few things fly. I'm sorry, Mama, I told you I wasn't going to. <laughs> but you know, you sold it because I thought I have never heard this. This guy totally knows anyone watching this. If I can, I don't want to just overly um, kudo you, but if anyone wa- is watching you and they don't realize you've got all these things on the top of your head, all the executive orders and the dates and my gosh, it's, I'm, I'm very impressed. So God bless you. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it so much for you coming. Thank you again for your service. And I, and I really truly mean that. Uh, for what you're even doing right now. So thanks so much. God bless you. Uh, Johnny Enlo will be back here, folks, on Monday. So don't miss that. Thanks again, Derek. I appreciate it so, so much. Have a great weekend. We'll see you all later. Honor to serve and thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.